0: Whenever my world falls apart, I never lose hope or lose heart. Whatever the form of the storm that may brew, not with you to lean on, darlings, you. With Hello and welcome to The Original Cast, a podcast about original cast albums and the people who love them. I'm Patrick Flynn. When Megan Reitgolt was here discussing the Scarlet Pimpernel, we discovered we both loved C.S. Lewis. And so we talked about C.S. Lewis. A lot. Like a lot, a lot. We join the conversation
1: already in progress. This one, I think I have a little more distance with. Like, it's not like the old BBC Narnia that I watched when I was five. Oh my God. With like the, the puppet lion. Yeah. Um, like, new versions? No. No, 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 no. I, I need my Aslan where you can run your fingers through his hair. You know he's present, uh-huh. actually physically there. CGI lion? No. That's, That's interesting.
0: Stupid. I remember that. I remember my family, we watched that. Yeah. Being very disappointed in the actress who played Lucy. Oh yeah. I don't People know don't why. Like her. I don't know why we didn't like her. I mean, I've, I've seen it since, and I'm like, she's fine. She just mm-hmm. isn't, I guess, the Lucy we all
1: had a picture. Assumed she of. was gonna be. Yeah. yeah.
0: I don't. I like that version of Lion the Witch in yeah, the Wardrobe, you. though. I do. No, I. Yeah. I remember being mad because I think they stopped at Silver Chair. That, yeah, they did. I really was mad they didn't go to Magician's Nephew, which is my favorite. You really local. love Magician's Nephew. I love nephew. the Magician's <gasps> Nephew. The Magician's Nephew, I was re- the. My mom read me *Lying the Witch in the Wardrobe*. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember how old I was, and I just didn't care for it. Mm-hmm. We got like three chapters in, and I just didn't care. Mm-hmm. And she asked our neighbor who had recommended mm-hmm. these books, and she said, "Read *Magician's Nephew* to him,
1: uh-huh.
0: and if he likes that, and then which is the prequel, of course, to all of it, and right. then go back and read *Lying the Witch in the Wardrobe*." And she was absolutely right. I loved. Magician's nephew, which then explains like kind of where you are and mm-hmm. then you read Line of the Witch in the Wardrobe. It's funny though, because I do now when you buy those books now, Magician's Nephew is number one. It is number which oh, is drives me crazy yes. too. Absolutely. Even though that's how I heard it. I heard Magician's nephew mm-hmm. and then everything in order, but that's wrong. Yeah. Like it was written. Absolutely. It's is it fourth? Fifth. How many books are there in that series?
1: Seven. Yeah, okay, I was going to say seven. It's so, okay. There's Lion in the Lion, and wardrobe, wardrobe, Prince, Prince Caspian, Caspian, Voyage of the Dawn, Dawn Treader, Treader, Silver
0: Chair, Horse and His Boy, Magician's, Magician's nephew, nephew, and the Last, last battle. battle. There are seven books. Yes, which makes sense. Uh, I love that. That's there's that seven great. days in the week. That was good. <laughs> we'll take that on the road. Yeah, um, <laughs> can make that your ringtone. <laughs> so, there's, yeah. So, and it's the it's the sixth of seven books, and that's where it. Should mm-hmm. be, I mean, in a very kind of real way.
1: Well, especially since in, in the way that he explores, the, it's like the creation and the destruction of that world are, like, the last two things that you right. explore. Like, exactly you grow right. to love the world, you figure out how it came to be, and then you just obliterate it. Yep, completely.
0: <laughs> well, and the line, the Witch, in the Wardrobe sets up all the themes. I mean, because yeah. you, can, you can read Magician's Nephew First if you want to, mm-hmm. but there are things... Like Aslan's appearance will have no weight if you don't know who he is. And yeah. the witch's appearance will have no weight if you don't know who she is. Like mm-hmm. you need you need these things kind of built in.
1: Why um why do you like Magician's nephew so much?
0: I because I love the character. I love the boy oh, who you becomes love... the professor. Yes. I think he's an amazing charactery car- and I love he was I remember feeling really connected to that character when mm-hmm. I was a kid. And I loved the imagery of it. I love the when they discovered the world between worlds with all the pools and the trees. And the trees yeah. and like the sort of moving between the worlds. I just found all that imagery really appealing. And then when I once I had that, I, I found it easier to kind of get into the imagery of because Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe is a bummer. As it begins. It begins as a real, real downer. These kids yep. are like sent to this place. And it's not like Bed knobs and Broomsticks, which starts the same way, where everybody's really plucky and singy and, like, it's Angela Lansbury. Like, these people go to this big dark... These kids go to this big dark house, and it's just completely devoid of anything. And then they discover the wardrobe, and that's, that's neat. But the problem is, it's Lucy, who's great, and then... um Edmund. Edmund, I always want to call him Edward. It's not right. Edmund, who's a brat, of course, as he should be. Yeah. But like I hate Edmund and like then they're in Narnia for I don't know. It just I couldn't get into it till I knew once I knew what the world was. Then I was like, oh, this is this is great. And this is neat. and, Mm -hmm. And I really love it now, especially because we've seen so many prequels in our lives. Yeah. Movies mainly that do a terrible job at reverse world building prequels are really hard i think and i don't think there maybe has never been a good one like it's as a film it's entirely possible there's no such thing as a like a prequel that is at least as good as the movie it is prequeling Mm -hmm. and don't come at me with temple of doom that's nonsense so the but like stuff like in in magician's nephew he sets up um the lamppost yeah. Which is just a thing in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Mm-hmm. He just they, they just encountered this lamppost in the middle of this thing. And then he beautifully shows you how, where it came from uh-huh. in a very organic way. Mm-hmm. It's just this amazing like, oh, and the, the witch slammed it into the ground because she was mad. and She pulled it from our world into that world. Yep. And also I love, I, this sticks with me now, the image of um, the tree in the backyard. That would blow yeah, when there was um, wind. No, wouldn't blow to an earth wind, but would blow when there was a wind in Narnia that he then cut down and made it made to the wardrobe, into the wardrobe, which then explains literally everything that makes <laughs> sense. And it's a tremendously satisfying bit, you know. And I have – I also love – I could talk, obviously, about C.S. Lewis endlessly. Oh,
1: good. Um, yes, me too.
0: Yeah. I mean, from the Screw Tape Letters, yeah, all of his work, I mean, I find him to be a fascinating thinker. I don't agree with everything he says, mm. but – I, I find him to be in a, an amazing mind and um, yeah I just get wrapped up in it yeah. and have you ever seen Shadowlands Let's just
1: I have not it's been oh, on my list my for God. forever oh, but Megan, I need to Megan
0: you would just die you'll die if you oh my gosh the movie I, I mean the right. play is amazing and, yes. and if you get a chance but with Anthony Hopkins and, and um, Deborah Winger that's the
1: one that oh, you recommend because oh, there's God. another oh, abs- one with like Joss Ack- Ackland.
0: well he's the original Joss Acklen's is. Mm-hmm. he did it he was the original cs lewis in the theater i haven't seen that one i imagine mm-hmm. it's great but anthony hopkins is is just is anthony hopkins so yes. he's one of the greatest actors of our, of of our time so yep. Yeah, I don't – it's heartbreaking, hilarious, and if you know Narnia as well as you appear to, mm-hmm. you will just – you'll fall over. It's fantastic. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I need to because I've,
1: I've gotten so many, like, biographies of him. I read um, – I think I read Miracles. I read Mere Christianity. Yeah. Uh, all, like, those books by him. And, and through him I got into G.K. Chesterton. Yeah. Um, but, like, he – C.S. Lewis was the first person, like, through Narnia I came to love my religion, mm-hmm. which I think was what he was going for. So. Yeah, I would think but, yeah. so too. Um, but it's like the way, it's like my foundation. It's the way I hmm. relate to the world through these books. Like, because I was introduced to them like maybe age three or four.
0: Oh, wow. That's very or, like, young.
1: Really young. My parents would read them to me. I was like I six would... or seven, I okay. think. When, yeah, yeah. Was... Um, yeah well, I think it was. Yeah, that's a
0: Christmas movie. Here it is. It, yeah, it, right? This episode will come out after Christmas, but it is not yet Christmas <laughs> here where we are.
1: Um. Or or an Easter one, like it's one of those things that could be both.
0: That's true.
1: You got the snow at the beginning. But Santa
0: Claus is in and
1: Santa, La- yeah, the Witch and the Order. Santa Claus is in Lion, La- the Witch and the Order, yeah. But then you have the death and resurrection, right? Yeah. Which is so it's like it's an old holidays. It's movie. true.
0: Well, it's I mean, yeah, talk yeah. about allegory, but yeah. uh, you right, know, it is a little. It does. I mean, it's a kid's book. It's mm-hmm. it's gonna have to hit you over the head a little bit, but yeah. it is pretty. It's pretty, pretty bang on the especially in the BBC one. I think when he dies and the stone table cracks, is it cracking for? Or does it crack in half? I thought
1: it only cracked in half. Does
0: it only crack in half? Okay, I couldn't remember. It yeah. must be in the Disney movie, then where it cracks in like multiple. a cross. And you're just like, oh. oh, okay. Duh. No, I think right. that
1: was yeah, probably in the Disney yeah. movie because I, I Which is then that. and I have
0: to say, like, I don't care. We're gonna keep talking about Narnia. I don't give a damn. Uh, yes. Um, Good, way please. more interesting than Scarlet Pimpernel. <laughs> yes. But uh, well, we're talking about nostalgia. We are talking this about nostalgia. Right it's very true. And these books. <laughs> yeah. And uh there is 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 one is a line that I have said. Just like, I, I haven't said it because it never comes up in conversation, but like <laughs> I, I think of it over and over again, which is a, a wonderful line when Aslan says to the kids that the witch's knowledge is limited because it only goes back to the dawn of time. Yes. Which I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a like. It's but like there is a,
1: a magic deeper still. But, but
0: it's like a Doctor Who line. I mean, yes. it, to me, of this like thing of this these things you can, when you have these characters who can say these things that are like, well, they only know stuff that goes back to the dawn of time. So they don't know anything. And you're right. just like, what happened before the dawn, dawn of time? time. <laughs> Where were you? Like, yes. that's, oh my God. Yeah. Who's was in
1: the darkness singing, apparently. Apparently,
0: yes, I know. That stuff gets a little bit rare.
1: Oh, but I think, I do you really? Pretty. I mean, I, I actually, so at my church, uh, when I was growing up, we, uh, I grew up in a very liberal Catholic church. So mm-hmm. We did all sorts of cool things. And so for the Easter vigil, we, um, People ah, yes. in the congregation got to. Um,
0: Which, if you're not Catholic, just so you know, it was a three-hour mass the night before Easter.
1: Well, actually, oh. we did ours all night. Oh, my gosh. And every single hour, uh, some, somebody took responsibility for it, and they did, like, a little mini thing where they would read something and then talk about their lives. They would give a homily. Oh, they wow. would do an activity. It was neat, and it always started with Genesis. And so one year, I read that okay and it was it was really cool and we talked about creation through the eyes of a child and we did like this little play where this and we read like the book of genesis and we had um the the, a little girl playing with toys and like creating a world Mm -hmm. with like oh the blue blanket is the sea and and we talked about that and then i had the activity where people just played with clay and they like created their own things so the creation through song creation through um but it was i always thought it was a beautiful image it's like singing the world singing into in the existence. Yeah, that's
0: true. Singing the world into existence. Yeah, yeah. But oh, it's a great. I mean, if you grew up with it, it's it's fantastic. Yeah. I do like. Problematically, like it, it. There, I think the the problem with modern adaptation. Because mm. I think the the Disney film stopped at Dawn Treader. Yes, which which I, I didn't see. see no. no, I saw Prince Caspian, and it wasn't they're, bad, they're but it wasn't great.
1: Doing Silver Chair.
0: I guess. I don't really know that I like the.
1: Yeah, They weren't. No. They're
0: so because the thing of it is, I think, with with the Chronicles of Narnia
1: mm-hmm.
0: is that they are not. They are not as overtly religious as the adaptation, as the Disney adaptation would have you believe to my oh. sense, dogmatically speaking. Yeah. But just like G.K. Chesterton, it's it's more Catholic philo- mm-hmm. philosophy than Catholic uh, dogma, dogma or catechism and i feel like the adaptations the the newer ones kind of slam heavy on the literal mm. the literal religious allegory like the, they they hammer like i say the table splitting in four yeah to like and also trying to appeal to the the ever burgeoning like christian film market like they're really trying to be like no no these are those religious movies that like you should check out right. and the books are a lot more really good stories that have certainly heavy religious allegory to it, Mm -hmm. but if you don't know it, it does not interfere with your enjoyment of the book at all.
1: One of the papers I wrote about him, I, I think he actually One said... One of the papers you wrote about him? Yeah. Wow. I have this Love it. This wonderful ability. Whenever I had a paper for school, I'd be like, yeah, okay. You want me to write a paper on that? I'm just going to kind of it. make it be about this instead. <laughs> um, so I've written several papers on C.S. Lewis. One of the things that he, he talked about was that he actually didn't see his books as allegory. Right. Allegory is like a one-to-one thing. He thought, oh, okay it it's just based on what if the son of god came to this world mm-hmm. what would it look what like what would it look like um and it has all the values it has like the the philosophy in there but it's not like well obviously this person equals
0: right yeah because aslan is certainly mm-hmm. is certainly the allegory for for god it, but he isn't also he isn't. at the same he's, time yeah. yeah he's his own mystical character mm-hmm. um and like I said, Santa Claus is in there. You know, yeah, I mean, Santa like, Claus though they like they don't there. address but him then in, so does, in the book. It's a little more ambiguous. Like Santa and, Claus
1: is in there, but so are satyrs and Fawns and right. Like, uh, I I remember reading that Tolkien got really mad at C.S. Yeah. Lewis because he mashed up all these mythologies into yeah. one thing. Yeah. Whereas Tolkien's like, no, you no, like no, Norse yeah. mythology is what I'm doing, and we're just doing we're just that. It's going to go
0: for yeah. It is absolutely true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I have no time for J.R.R. Tolkien. Oh, uh, interesting. That I will be another conversation. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't I don't don't care for it. Um, um which we can talk about in one second. The, sure. uh, yeah, I think it because it's interesting. C.S. Lewis was a man whose every writing was constantly documenting his religious experience, mm-hmm. I feel, because as somebody who was actively atheistic, who then came to a religion, mm-hmm. he seemed to be constantly wrestling with that mm-hmm. contradiction and what made religion work for him and that's mm-hmm. what I, I mean the, His my favorite of his works is actually The Great Divorce which is a very dark and and sort of deep meditation on the sort of existence or non-existence of God I'm
1: trying to remember
0: if I read it it's, it's really it's a deep cut on mm-hmm. the on the like on the C.S. Lewis <laughs> greatest hits album yeah. uh, it's a B-side but it, cause it doesn't <laughs> come up because people talk about mere Christianity screw tape letters in mm-hmm. the Chronicles it and maybe surprised are the big, by joy exactly and there's a couple others and some essays and stuff The Great Divorce is a dark, dark and one of the earlier ones I believe mm-hmm. Um, but so it is that kind of, mm-hmm. you, you know, with his faith, he's always like, like you say, he's reckoning his mm-hmm. faith with all these other things he knows. And he is, like you say, he's putting them all together and, and mashing them up and seeing what he comes out with.
1: Well, and that's funny that you say that because my, I, I never really thought of it that way, but mm-hmm. that sounds absolutely right. My two favorite Narnia books are, um, Voyage of the Dawn Treader and Silver Chair. Mm. Because am I allowed to swear?
0: I'll just edit it out if you do. So oh, okay.
1: Well, I won't then. Um, people mess up so badly.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, they make oh, these huge yeah. mistakes.
1: And this is why I love Edmund, too, is that, like, they're human. They make these terrible mistakes. And then every, he makes everything okay. Right. And, well, like, they repent. I mean, they, mm-hmm.
0: in a sort of allegory. Like to use the language right. of religion, they repent. They mm-hmm. they recognize their mistake.
1: Mm-hmm. They
0: apologize. Mm-hmm. And they are they are contrite. And, and there's they,
1: sort of, like, wonderful golden grace that they receive. Mm-hmm. Um uh, and but then and then the weird things happen in uh in Horse and His Boy where like the um the girl I can't remember the girl in Horse and His Boy, she I can't either she has a servant girl who takes punishment of lashes because she ran right. away and then Aslan inflicts those lashes on her back through like a claw mark. hmm Um and I I always was like kind of shocked by that because it's kind of a little bit different from what we see in other stories. But yeah, yeah
0: it's a that, I do I I, I say we'll say Horse and His Boy is the mm-hmm. one I'm the least familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is. Yeah, so I, I I mean that all sounds very familiar, but yeah. I don't really remember Horse and His Boy very um, well.
1: But I love I'm, I'm a sucker for like the bad guy who turns good or the good guy who turns bad. Like what will. Um, what will get us to take the step too far right. or what makes us realize that the way we've been living our lives is not right and lo- i love exploring those those things
0: what's the name of the super bratty kid
1: oh yes he's my favorite eustace. Eustace. eustace i i love Eustace.
0: well when i was a kid uh-huh. i remember feeling so sad sorry for Eustace, early in Dawn Treader. Really? Of just being like, this kid is a brat, <laughs> yeah. and he's horrible, but he's clearly super lonely. Like, that's the thing. I don't know why, oh. but, like, I instantly identified, like, that version of brattiness mm-hmm. and spoiled. And, un- and it might have been because, like, another, and I've talked about it on this show before, a big book when I was a kid was Secret Garden.
1: Yes, I love. And that he's book.
0: very bratty in the same way Mary Mary Lennox is very mm-hmm. bratty and spoiled, and she is obvious, and so is Colin, and they're both super. I mean, they're super lonely people, mm-hmm. and when they find other people, they stop being so bratty. Mm-hmm. And Eustace is kind of the same way. I mean, yeah. he's very entitled and, and and spoiled, and does these terrible things, and like you say, is does very terrible things, <laughs> but is redeemed and is the hero mm-hmm. of of Silver Chair. I mean, it is he does come full circle him yeah. and Polly right is it Polly in Silverchair
1: uh Polly no Jill in Silverchair Jill in Silverchair okay. well and then the cool thing about Silverchair is it's the journey of of Jill from like this like kind of like a like sullen or she, she like forgets things she she makes a lot of mistakes oh she, that's like, right kind of gets yeah. she's selfish in some ways but not not to the degree that Eustace was but, right like she's very human um and then uh and actually really Puddle Glum, I think, is the hero of Silver Chair. Yes, that's true. Because he has that beautiful monologue of like even if the thing like it might be true that all, all the stuff that we believe in is false, but we're gonna try anyway. Right. <laughs> so
0: Yeah. The yeah. beauty yeah, and the beauty of not knowing, I think mm-hmm. is the, the surrender to that. Yeah. yeah. just we're gonna veer hard into Tolkien let's, and let's, then we're gonna veer hard back into Scarlet let's do it. Um but so you like Tolkien?
1: Um, I it's funny. I came to Tolkien a lot later than most people. I um When was that? When the first movie came out.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, so I So you were in co- and you were not no, yet in college, you were late in high school.
1: Actually, lies. I lied to you. Sure. Um Hobbit. Uh my dad read the Hobbit to us every Christmas.
0: Yeah, I knew the Hobbit as and a kid. I liked The Hobbit a lot. Yes. Yeah. We
1: we loved it. Like mm-hmm. Uh, it's the, a fun book. The Battle, the battle with the Spiders yeah. and Gollum were like my two favorite parts. And then I had never read Lord of the Rings. I started reading it before the movie came out just to be like, I got to read this thing before the movie comes out. Yeah, and Yeah, good, good luck. <laughs> and then I saw the movie,
0: right?
1: Uh, which I loved. And so then read the rest of them before the next movie mm-hmm. came out. I really do love the movies. I haven't read the books since.
0: Yeah, I love the movies. Mm-hmm. I love all three of the movies, though I will admit... God, how long ago was this now? Like 12 years ago, uh-huh. my brother and I watched all three extended versions back to back to back. Oh yeah, over 13 hours or whatever it was. And I haven't watched any of them <laughs> since because I still I now I'm like I really want to like I've seen clips mm-hmm. or things on you know, the they pop yeah. up. I'm like I really should see these movies again. But like there was a long time there. I was like I don't need to see these movies. I've seen no. them. It was a neat experience though to watch all the the whole long extended, story yeah. in order in one sitting. It was great. I in, mean, one I, in one sitting. In oh one my sitting. In one sitting. In one fourteen hour. I mean, we took breaks, but like mm-hmm. in one fourteen hour sitting or over whatever that was six or seven discs. It's yeah. it's a lengthy experience.
1: I remember one summer I devoted myself to watching the extended editions mm-hmm. and all of the features, all the oh, wow. the extended features, and I did. I've done it twice Jeez. in my life. They are good features, I will they say, are like so they're good. really good features. Well, no, that's that. actually where I fell in love with um, stunt work and fighting. Was watching the documentaries about like the fight oh, guys okay. and, on *Homes mm-hmm. Deep*, um, and being yeah. like, I just kind of want to be those guys. I want to be like the smash and bash people in the armor at two in the morning in the rain. Like, I want to do that. It sounds go cool.
0: Yeah, it's bro. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, <laughs> I had to read the books in high school.
1: Yeah. Oh, maybe that's it.
0: And I didn't, well, I say have to, it was required summer reading. Yeah. It was a weird thing where, like, you had to read The Lord of the Rings. You had to read the first one mm-hmm. and then take a test on it to prove you read it. And there was this weird, I don't remember the math of it, but it was like, if you read the first two, you took that test, like, you took a test on the first two, but there was some way where you, like, got a curve. Like, the te- I don't quite remember how, but it was, like, let, like something like, let's say... Your potential became high. My dad mathematically figured out that even if I didn't read all three books, I should take the test like I read all three books because I had a mathematically better chance oh. to get a better grade. He was like, he did, I don't remember how the the scoring of that worked, but it was something like you take, if you take the all three tests, you got like a bonus or something. It wasn't something. like
1: a cel- accelerated reader, was it? No, no, okay. it wasn't anything
0: like that. Yeah. And I remember sitting there and like, all right, sure. So I'll read these books and I mm-hmm. like The Hobbit, so whatever. And I just, I, mm-hmm. I just couldn't stand them. Because they're not, like, The Hobbit is an adventure story
1: mm-hmm.
0: and mythological takeoff. Uh, the Lord of the Rings is an exercise in linguist, like, yeah. in, in linguistics. And it is, on that level, incredible. As a piece of storytelling, however, it's just bollocks. Like, uh. it's just <laughs> absolutely awful. And it, it, it is, like, our, the quintessential scene for me, like, is at the end of the first film, Mm-hmm. the end of the Fellowship of the Ring, they have the big battle with the orcs, and then the group splits. Yeah, And Pippi, Pippin and Merry are kidnapped, yeah, and uh, uh, Frodo and Sam go off towards Mount Doom, and, and uh, the threesome of uh, whose characters' names I'm all forget, Gimli,
1: Aragorn, and, Aragorn Legolas. and Legolas,
0: all decide they're going to go after Pippin and Merry and yeah. not worry about the ring. And... It's a very clean, like, they're going that way, we're going this way, and we're off. It's like an adventure kind of. And First, we're gonna send Sean Bean down the river, and then we're gonna go. (laughs) In the book, first of all, that scene kicks off the second book. It's not in the first book. Mm. And what they do is they're like, all right, we gotta hurry up and chase these orcs, because they're moving. But first, we've got to bury Sean Bean. Like we have to do that. It's like okay, fine. So we'll bury Sean Bean. So they get Sean Bean together, and they like talk about. Like, I love b- how
1: it's Sean Bean and not Boromir. And not Boromir. <laughs> remember his
0: name. Uh, they 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 get Boromir, and they put him in the boat. And they're like, okay. And now we have to like build the like. well now we have to gather up all the orcs and all of their weaponry, and put that in the boat. It's like okay, we'll we'll do that. Oh and then we have to sing a five verse song about Boromir as he sails away, like a traditional thing. Uh So then we do that in the book. Mm -hmm. And then they all sing it, they all have verses. And then I remember very clearly, like Gimli has a line where he's like, well, you left the verse about the wind to me, but I won't say anything about that. I mean, being like, we just said something about it. And then for like three (laughs) pages, we're gonna discuss the song we just sang. What? But the orcs are like, they're gone. Like, by the. Like, <laughs> like the movie's on, guys, over. I'm sorry. Good. The story's finished. Barry Mary and Pippin are dead, and Frodo and Sam have made it to Mount Doom <laughs> in the time it took you to bury Boromir yes. and sing this song. And I just. Because that's, that's what the, the book is concerned with. It's concerned with building the mythology and the mm-hmm. world and the language. Cool. But, But like, I want, like, just like some dramatic structure would have been awesome. Just a little, just a tiny, tiny bit. Every now and again would have been great. I I never finish them. I have no plan on (sighs) finishing them. I do remember
1: my memory of reading the book is like, oh, for the love of God, there's more rocks. Yeah. They're climbing through more rocks, and the rocks are desolate. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I get it. That's another chapter where they're climbing through rocks, and nothing's happening. Nope. Uh, Sam and Frodo, one more rocks. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, it's just not.
1: And I was like, I understand. This is what it must be like for them too. Yeah, or it's absolute torture. I... Yeah, well done. But I'm reading for a book here, man. Like this. it's a
0: really long book. <laughs> like it's a super long book, and I want to finish this book desperately. Yep. I only took the test on the first book, and I don't think I did very well. But the uh, <laughs> I was it was not a good student. Uh, yeah, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> So that's Tolkien to me. And then I heard, like, uh, tying it back to C.S. Lewis, I mean, they were good friends at Oxford. Yeah. And Lewis was instrumental in The Lord of the Rings getting published.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then, like, later, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe and The Chronicles had already come out, and, like, Tolkien trashed them yeah. and, like, said they were stupid. And yep. I was like, now I really don't like you, dude. Like, you're just a bad, like, yeah. you're kind of a grumpy dude, and I don't dig it.
1: Aww.
0: So, yeah, that's, that's Lord of the Rings for yep. me in, in a nutshell. I have not seen The Hobbit film all three of them there is a cut online if you want to find it I, I need called to called the Tolkien Edit which yeah. is a four hour version of the just the story. book uh, and still extra stuff like obviously you can't just like yeah. trim stuff away and that was pretty good I watched that I haven't seen the longer version I've only seen the short version and it was
1: good I was talking to Lee about it because he's he's never read The Hobbit um, we
0: should read The Hobbit it's he, a good book Yeah,
1: and yeah. He, he likes The Lord of the Rings the movies um, but we saw the first one and I was like this is it this is not it no
0: Yeah. don't think this is it this is not it <laughs> watch the, so. the cartoon is better than yeah, like That I that that wonderful cartoon. 70's cartoon yes cartoon. from yeah.
1: Rankin and Bass Rankin and
0: Bass absolutely bringers of Frosty the Snowman yep um, currently on heavy rotation in our house and so my son loves that oh awesome loves that Frosty the Snowman uh, so Scarlet Pimpernel yeah let's gear back in here going back the original cast is produced and edited by me, Patrick Flynn. This episode was recorded at the Media Production Center at American University. Special thanks to Jeffrey Madison, Tom Fish, and Imani Mular. If you like the original cast, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. It's the easiest way to make sure other people find the show. The original cast is on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Original Cast Pod. You can follow me, Patrick Flynn, on Twitter at Unknown Penguin. My thanks to Megan Reichel for coming down and talking to me. I'm Patrick Flynn, and I can't. I have rehearsal.